For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. There we go. Are we live yet? I think we are. Thank freaking goodness. <laughs> Between Richie being stuck in traffic and then uh, my computer doing an update that changed uh, our settings and we were scrambling for the past 10 minutes, yeah. we are finally live. <laughs> so we uh, appreciate everybody uh, hanging on. Sorry for being a half hour late, uh, but at least it was uh, a victory, right, Rich? Yeah, that's all that matters. Um, we are here, so everyone that's uh, nodding off in the uh, in the chat over here, we're we're here. We made it. it. Took me a while to get out of that Scarlet lot. That was that was like a complete gridlock. Like I was at the point where I was down the street by the traffic light, and I was like, you know what? I should just like throw it in park and put on a shoulder real quick and run back to the stadium, pull out the laptop, and just do it there. But I was already ha- I was too far gone, and there was no turning around. So. Well, we, we, and that was something I was actually <laughs> thinking about myself. Was that you know what we have mm-hmm. to try that one of these one of these weeks? Yeah, so do no, something definitely. on on um, site. Yeah, I th- I thought about it. Like I said, I thought about doing it today, and I was just like last minute. I was like, you know what, I can I can get home pretty quick. Um, let's just see if I can get home. And obviously, it wasn't pretty quick. <laughs> so. Well, it happens. So, yeah. but again, at least it was a winning ride home. And everybody got an opportunity to chill uh, uh, after a victory. And uh, that's the most important thing. So it wasn't pretty again. But look, you take care of business against the teams that you're supposed to take care of business against. And Mm -hmm. uh, that's really all you can say, right? Because uh, once again, there was the point in that game. We're going to go through all the highlights. and We're going to go through all of our analysis. But there was that point in the game, just like the Temple game, when it becomes a one-score game after everything looked like it was it was going to be a breeze, and what does Rutgers do on the following drive? They score a touchdown. So yeah, I mean that that Manangai touchdown was huge. I know I was talking to some of the guys in the press box in the third quarter, and I'm just like, oh my god, are you kidding me right now? Like 13 unanswered, and then they start. Oh, that wasn't good. Like they, I lost they have for a second. Oh no, you're okay. No. You're good. Yeah, I, I thought they had momentum on their side completely. That's at the point where, like, if you're in a basketball game, that's like you call timeout right there. Like, you need you need to figure something out. They got a oh, it keeps it keeps cutting out for a second. I don't know yeah. why. 
Yeah, you were cutting um, out every once in a while, but yeah, one of these one of these wires, but we're we're good. To go <laughs> Whatever tonight. can go wrong tonight's going to go wrong. So I, yeah, it's it's not a it's not perfect tonight. It is what it is, and we're gonna, we're going to try our best. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I I thought like the fact that that touchdown came when it did was the perfect ending to everything. Like not ending technically because they did score again, but that was like the icing on the cake, if you want to call it that. Yep. If you want to use one of those cliches, but huge huge win. Um, three and zero. And uh, Kyle Manon guy, man, I don't I know. know what happened to him this offseason, but he, he's running like like Pacheco. I had most, I had a couple um, alumni I was talking to after the game, or well, I guess close to the end of the game, and they were they were telling me they're like, man, I don't know the kids just he took everything that Pacheco does and just is doing the same thing all over again. Like he runs like a madman, and it's it's worked. So absolutely crazy game, but big win for Rutgers. Yeah, so let's uh, go right into it. And by the way, uh, if you have, I know everybody's already started uh, for the past half hour in the chat. So I don't think anybody needs my direction regarding uh, if you have any questions. Uh, and uh, Richie will uh, do his best to scour the chat to see if uh, there's anything uh, to add to the show. Uh, so uh, we'll start first of all. Uh, let me pop up. Uh, here we go. There's the. This is. We're going to pop up the first big play. And of course, first play of the game, or well, first offensive player of the game, right? Yeah, actually, let me get it back here. Yeah, I probably got the head start. Here we go. Wait, I got the ACC one. That's why I don't want the ACC one. Oh yeah, they're not gonna. Oh, you know, they might show a couple. Where not gonna show the... much. Though. Yeah, they did have one, but here it is. This is this is what I had set up. Okay, here we go. So there you go. There's the fumble. There's the gift, and you know. Uh, the analyst was wrong because after they scored the touchdown, he goes, well, Virginia Tech gifted Rutgers seven points. They did not gift Rutgers seven points. They gifted Rutgers points. Rutgers, like Manungai, made it seven mm -hmm. points. That was a nice run there. Yeah, I was going to say, that's that's a weird way of putting it. I didn't hear the announcer say it because I was uh, at the stadium. I didn't have my headphones in. But that's just a very, very bizarre um, <laughs> way to say it, especially because they got they earned a fumble. Yes. Like completely. And then they earned the, the run. The run was beautiful. Manangai. Jeez, I can't talk tonight. Um, he, he just had that one cutback in the backfield, or, and that was it. He was pretty much gone after that. And he or, I'm sorry, he avoided the one tackler, then hit the one cutback, and then, like you just saw right there, wide, wide open lane, and he hit the lane. And uh, I don't know if you saw – I don't know if it was this touchdown or the next touchdown. If you saw in our post-game article the photo of him celebrating – all you just see is Pat Hobbs in the background screaming at the top of his lungs. Like it's, it's a great photo. It's kind of iconic. Yeah, here actually, these are really good blocks. First of all, you see Langan seals it on the on the outside for the cutback, and then I mm -hmm. think that's that Jackson that uh, basically just puts his body in the way. Number nine. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And that just opens the hole. So, uh, big touchdown run. By Manungai and uh, Rutgers. Oh, the way to start the game. Yeah, that was awesome. That was, and they needed it because, and we'll get into this obviously, but the fact is, is that if you really think about it, you can understand the coach for Virginia Tech probably going into the locker room, talking to his kids and saying, hey, man, we're killing ourselves. And they were. Yeah. yeah. Because Rutgers really didn't do a whole lot, and yet they were up pretty big. What, 21-3 at half? They were pretty big. Uh, yeah, 21-3 at half. And 
you could just imagine when that's why when they started coming back, you were almost like, look, we haven't done anything in this game. Now that now they're actually making plays. And and it it really felt like we were in big, big trouble because we hadn't really done a whole lot ourselves. And which is why mm-hmm. the, the the drive we talked about the 55 yard touchdown run was just awesome. So, yeah, no, Mananga carried this team. The run game carried this team, I should say, too. Um, and and you can you can credit the defense as well, but there's just zero passing game at all today. Like it was, yeah. They, they, I take it back. There was one nice play with uh, Dremel down the sideline. Beautiful throw. Beautiful that was catch. his best pass. It all yes. worked out. Yep. Everything else was just completely gone. Like he he threw a couple over, threw a couple under. He pegged one guy in the in the chest and he just dropped it. I think it was that Isaiah was Manunga, I think. Thing. Oh, yeah. It was Manunga. Yeah. Was that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. It just. Pegged him right in the I chest. Think it was. I, was like, I don't, oh I don't think it was God. Benjamin. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was, was like, uh, yeah. Geez. <laughs> it was, it was but, a bad um, day. Yeah. Overall. Yeah, Passing. But, yeah, I, day. I, yeah. I thought the O-line was, was decent. Um, the rights, they, they actually had a uh, Kamar Missouri at right tackle to start the game. Oh, uh, filling, filling in for Tyler Needham, who was injured last week. Um, who's probably going to miss some significant time. It sounds like, but uh, he got benched really quickly. <laughs> like uh, pretty quickly because Taj White came in. It's a red shirt freshman i believe okay um and he he played phenomenal played the rest of the game i know uh missouri maybe had 10 15 snaps something like that and then taj white came in took the took the job by the reins and it's sounds like it's his right tackle job he probably came into this season as backup left tackle but they clearly clearly knew they had an issue as soon as needham went down so they shifted him over right away and then uh in warm-ups it looked like dante dante chin another redshirt freshman is now the backup left tackle Although I guess you can kind of flip flop depending on what happens and what you need to do, but um, yeah, definitely uh, interesting though. I thought the line actually held up pretty well, but uh, and then Wimsit, we didn't even talk about his running ability. Yes, I know he didn't pass, but he hell of a runner today. There's his dual threat. That's all he did. Yeah, he did a good job running the football today. No question about it. And uh, if it wasn't for that, I don't know what would have happened but again we talked about the blocking on that one touchdown run by Menungai. and really if you take a look at a lot of the key runs they they, they really did a good job blocking and it wasn't just yeah. the offensive line it was the uh, uh it was yeah. the receivers and the tight ends yeah uh we actually have our first uh super chat of the night from my crown said a uh, great win run in defense side note what's up with igbenosin he seems to miss every tackle he tries to make um yeah that's that's pretty accurate. I think he was part of that one big play that they gave up to. Um, but he was fighting for that starting job, that starting slot uh, slot job, this uh, all training camp. He's getting pushed by Joe Lasardi, a f- uh, preferred walk-on on the team, who's, wow. who actually made a really nice tackle today. Um, so they were kind of splitting reps at the ones right there, and he's, he might not have a job starting next week. It's, it's going to be interesting. I know it's a little hard to judge right now, but – I think after today, Lasardi played well. Igmanosin didn't, and they were already kind of pushing each other. So maybe you say, "Hey, Lasardi, like you're you're the guy now." Especially if we're going to keep running a, a four-two-five, you, you could be our guy. So we'll see well, what the coaching staff does. But he also had the pass interference uh, that led yes, to yeah, that twenty. Yes, that led to was. the late twenty-one sixteen touchdown. Yeah, that was that yeah. was a bad one. Yeah. Um I, I had someone text me and they're like, That that wasn't pass interference. It's like that was pretty that was pretty obvious. I don't know what we're talking about here, but yeah. I mean I, I I'm all for Rutgers winning. I want to see Rutgers win and yeah. succeed, but that one was like, all right, that one's kinda like blatant as as could be. And and it's frustrating because here you have a quarterback, Virginia Tech has this quarterback and they're 
a little younger, I think, maybe. Maybe a year younger mm-hmm. than Wimsat. Uh, drones, yeah. I think he's and a year younger. he actually looked better in the passing game, and maybe even overall, because he was able to run a little bit too, and he's a bigger guy. Mm-hmm. But they were just – now, again, I don't want to say it was all on the quarterback because it just looked like they were. he had more open receivers. It just looked like Wimsat, when he did have an open receiver or two, also had a couple of missed throws, but – there were a lot of open receivers today. Matter of fact, the one play early in the game, after they go up seven and nothing, mm-hmm. they had the fourth and eight. And what is Melton doing, giving that Virginia Tech receiver 10 yards before he even decides to jump him? And they get away with it because Virginia Tech misses the field goal. And I thought it was interesting because then you saw just before the break, the commercial break, you see Shiano mm-hmm. talking to Melton had to yeah. be like something about because that was just awful it's like dude you can't let a guy run 10 yards on fourth and eight before you even make a, make your move yeah well um actually one of the with two new super chats and one of them mentions melton so what number one shout out to uh p mata poiset i think that's how i pronounced that uh, uh sent us a super chat and then uh, we also got hjg who said um, i'm not going to complain about melton getting burnt or what's or wondering what's up with brown but how does Virginia Tech get someone like Drones as QB2? I, I kind of want to start with the Melton thing just because we were talking about it. But yeah. He's not been the same since sophomore year even or, for, or second year. I'm not going to say sophomore year because the whole COVID year messes everything up now eligibility-wise. But um, his second year was great. He was dominant. It looked like, damn, he might be a three and done. Like, that's it. Then last year he struggles mightily. And then this year he's struggling mightily. And it's like, all right, and it, these aren't good teams he's struggling against. Like th- these are some some pretty bad teams, so I uh, I don't know. It's it's definitely questionable. I don't know what's what's going on with him. Um, maybe he's just not suited to be a cornerback one or lockdown corner. It's a it's a tough call there, but like he's he's still probably your best corner, so you kind of have to put him out there. Although longer beam's starting to make some plays, so it's a uh, it's definitely close right there. Well, maybe he needs a demotion to yeah, get him going. Yeah. Got to get him. Some competition for him or something. I know uh, Eric Rogers is his backup, and he he stunk last week. Yeah, I didn't um, hear his name though too much today. I didn't see him out there. But then again, there were open receivers, and I'm not sure I necessarily blame anyone specific for that. So yeah, but um, back back to the question. You said how does someone like Virginia Tech get a drones as a QB two? Well, technically, they didn't have a quarterback going into the season. They were going to rock with either Grant Wells, who's a transfer, or drones who's a transfer and they just let him battle it out and how the hell you picked wells over drones i have no, no idea but because drones looks like the much better quarterback i i've only watched a little bit of virginia tech tape like last week and the week before i watched a couple of, like plays here and there but the drones just looks a lot better than wells wells stinks yeah no wells is just it. wells is just a pocket passer he's a, he's a, yeah. he's a more experienced and right now refined passer than 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 uh, drones, but yes, drones is sort of like Whimsat, but he looks just a little bit better, and he's also bigger. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I want to talk about the play calling though. The play calling I thought was was when in the second today. half or the first half. Well, the the first half. <laughs> um, yeah, no, the second half. I I don't even know where to start with that. But the first half, I thought it was it was genius. The touchdown right away was great. Um, then they had three straight three and outs, and I'm like, oh my god, here we go again. Um, lots and lots of Dremel. And I know a lot of people on our board specifically were complaining about it. 
but I, I think I told a lot of people like going, if, if you're on our message board, you, you kind of knew Christian Drummond was going to get a ton of targets this season. I said, said on our board, I kind of hinted at it. I was like, he's looking pretty good in training camp and looking good in training camp. That's, that's like my hint like, Hey, I can't say much, but I can tell you who looks pretty good. Like, <laughs> yeah. And he had what? Um, five targets today. The most out of every receiver. Yeah. Um, led the team. Second interceptions. Most, yeah. Second most was Manangai. Um, I, I said it at the beginning of the year, one of my predictions was he's going to lead the team in receptions for the season. And it still looks like that. Now, he looked questionable in a couple plays today, and then all of a sudden he gets that one down the sideline for a big chunk of what was like uh, 30 yards or something, something like, like 23 that, yeah. yards. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I do – but overall the play calling, going back to what I was saying before, that one play with the Wimsit, the keeper, for the 34-yard touchdown run was just a perfectly designed play. Everyone blocked well. Uh, the right side opened up. They, they basically parted the Red Sea because they were in this, all the scarlet uniforms. They made it perfect, like a perfect opening for Wimsett, and he just This is right it, right? Middle. This one? Um, i got to pull up the YouTube thing. Right yep, me. there mind. it is. That was it. Um, uh, yeah, I don't... And oh, wait, let me get it lined up again. So, yeah. So there you go. And again, really good blocking by both Menungai and I, I. And he was teamed up by, who was it? There was another guy that came in late to help uh, uh, open up that block. Uh, oh, but, was, there's Dremel on the on the in motion at first. That's the perfect block, and then you see Menungai hit a block too. I think it's Dremel in motion. Yeah, and then a Menungai block. Uh, I think it's. It's a tight end, I think. I think it's Bauman or Langan. I can't really tell. Uh, it was Langan. Lang it was Langan. Yeah. It was Menungai and Langan. Yep. Yeah. That was, it, just a beautiful play call right there by Kirk Shiraka. Yep. And it, it's just showing you like night and day. Like this is a very similar team to last year. Great defense, um, average offense, um, maybe slightly below average offense. But that it just goes to show you what an OC can do. It can really make or break your team. Sean Gleason with this almost exact same team wasn't able to do anything. Kirk Shiraka veterans in here. And it's like, all right, now, now we know what we're doing. And that was third and um, seven. I mean, yeah, that's a yeah, passing yeah. down. So yeah, hundred percent. So yeah. So that's a huge, uh, uh, huge addition in Kirk Shiraka. It is absolutely just, not, not talked about enough. I know we do talk about it a lot, but <laughs> it's still not talked about enough. Um, trying to think of what else i had a bunch of notes written down I'm trying to look at them right now we, oh the dixon interception was the very next play wasn't oh, it or two uh, plays that's coming yes actually here it is uh, wait is this yeah i think so yeah we got it right here so here's the interception, interception. this is a this and, is a bad pass and a great interception so dixon has just been the man he has been the he's been the best defensive player hasn't he yeah i i think it's hard. uh Mm, Tyree, Tyree Powell's been pretty good too. That's a tough one, actually. Yeah, Dixon's been making the big plays, whereas yeah. Powell's been just been more consistent. He's he's making, you know, he's 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 got to do more. But yeah, I'm not gonna not gonna lie. When he went down on that one play, I think everyone was kind of holding their breath in the crowd and like, oh shit, like he's down on the ground. Like we got back up, came back in the oh, game, yeah. so he's good to go. But. Yeah, he's he's been phenomenal. Whether it's been his tackling because he's built like a linebacker, um, or his his DB skills, that was that was a hell of a grab. Like I keep watching it. Oh, like yeah. that was very impressive. Uh, right after the interception, though, I remember this was another bad pass by Wimsat. He had that 
and I don't have it here. Again, I would have had it on on, on YouTube, but this is they're not going to show it on these plays. But it was the play where I forget who who it might have been a running back. It looked like he was just getting open, and mm-hmm. Wimsat just I don't know who he threw the ball to. It's like he was rolling out to the right, and then just when the receiver had broken open, he just decided to just like chuck it away, like in the open field. So first of all, he could have ran. Second yeah. of all, if yeah. he would have found that player out of the backfield who just got open that could have been a touchdown because nobody was behind him i think that was ian strong if i remember correctly um i i do remember because we talked about it in our like we have a little group chat between a couple of us on the site and we were talking someone said it too i i I think it was ian strong or isaiah washington one of the two but yeah wide open and he just completely like did nothing with it and it was it's a little odd but it's it's like I said, he, his passing wasn't there today. Like it was, it was no, really rough. Like, and, I mean, the stats speak for themselves. You're yep. seven of sixteen for forty six yards, and and that's a touchdown. winning quarterback. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the winning one too. That's the crazy part. Um, right. And the run game, it's all about the run game. He he did have eleven for eighty seven on the ground, which was huge. Um, we you got to just put it all together. If you can put it all together, then kids got uh, sky's the limit for yep. him. Yep. So. Here's the touchdown to go up 21-13. I have no idea what this official was looking at. He's right there. He's looking right at it. <laughs> and he calls the guy out of bounds. Yeah, I don't Dremel. I don't get that one. That was that was a bad bad call. I don't know how he missed that completely. Like it's like 10 feet in front of you, not even like a foot in front of you maybe. <laughs> That was, a, that was a rough one. And I even I didn't even know why they were. It, it took him like a couple of minutes. It's like, what, what are you waiting for? It's, it's almost like they were probably yeah. saying to themselves, well, he had to call it no good for some reason. It's like, dude, it, it's not even close. It's just I, it's a touchdown. I, I mean, I thought it was close because it's it's where the ball is, and you look at the ball, but he like clearly was over the With, over the yeah, goal line. Yeah. Like, it's not like it was extremely close. It's like you touch, that should be a touchdown right away. That's just like, hey. If it's not, then it's like, all right, let's go back review. But that was, I thought that was a clear touchdown. And of course, that was after the bad punt because they had the interception. They did not take advantage of it, but Virginia Tech has a bad punt. So they get the ball right back again where they, mm-hmm. where they left off at midfield. And that led to that touchdown that we just talked about. And that was a good play call. You just talked about uh, KC, and that's another great play call. I mean, that's, yeah. those, are, those are excellent calls. Those are excellent diagram plays. Everybody uh, did their job. They go up 21 3 at halftime. And they were down 20 to 10 as far as time of possession. And then, mm-hmm. as we said before, I mean, Virginia Tech had to feel really good about, hey, we can just get a couple things going here. Now we could t- kind of talk about the second half, the decision for Rutgers. The debacle. Yeah, to start run, 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 yeah. run. Um, yeah, the thing I was a little upset about, and I, I, I understand a little bit about what they were doing, but I thought when they, when Benjamin nearly picked up nine on that third and nine run, mm-hmm. I kind of felt they should have went for it, even though that was exactly against what they were trying to do. They were trying to be ultra conservative, Yeah, but it just kind of showed the team that you know, not that we don't trust you, but that we're kind of playing conservative. And I just, yeah. I'm not sure that was the right play or the right, because they've been pretty successful this year on short yarded situations. Yeah, no, that's 100% true. I, I thought they should have went for it too. But at the same time, like you said, their their whole game plan, and this is Greg Schiano football 101. Yeah. We're going to run, we're going to run, we're going to run, we're going to get a lead. 
and then we're going to run and then we're going to run, we're going to run and then we're going to run out the clock too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, I, I get it to an extent. I, I like it, but like, I like the win to see, I like to see the win, but I, I don't like the, the style of play when you're up. Don't, don't take your foot off the gas. Keep going. Yeah. You know, what, um, and, 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 and you know, I, the one thing I, I, and I understand Mike and you understand it. The thing that was upsetting about it though, was that they did give up two touchdown drives in yeah. that quarter to a team mm -hmm. that really wasn't doing anything. Well, again, they, they made plays, but they was, you know, they, they, they were, they were screwing things up themselves. I get that, but it's like, this is not Michigan. Mm -hmm. You're up 21, three, you cannot, you know, you're supposed to be leading on your defense and your defense just let up two consecutive drives for touchdowns. It's just, I was kind of disappointed in the defense for them to allow that. Yeah, I thought um, I actually had it written. Like I started writing the story beforehand because I, I thought it was going to be a win. And you, you have to write it a little bit beforehand, like kind of a summary for the most part. And I'm like, oh, the defense played pretty well today. And then all <laughs> yeah. of a sudden it's like, oh, no, never mind. They just gave up back-to-back -back touchdown drives. And then it's yeah. a 13-point uh, swing. And it's like, all right, well, what's – I got to rewrite that whole thing now. Thanks. But, um, yeah, the, they were hit or miss today, just kind of like the offense, too. Like, there's there's some really high highs and there's some low lows. And that was just kind of the story of the whole uh, the whole Rutgers team today. But in the end, those high highs were enough to get you over the – to get you the win. And they gave up the punt, too. The, it was a bad punt. That was, that was probably his worst punt of the year. It's like a line drive. Mm -hmm. And that led to them getting the ball back at midfield, Virginia Tech, a short field. Uh, I think they were even in Rutgers territory and then they scored that uh, early fourth quarter touchdown. And before that, when Rutgers had the ball at 21, 10, <clears throat> there was that other pass where Wimsat was on the run. Now I don't know. This might be the one you're talking about with strong because he was on okay. the run on the right and strong was wide open. It's probably that one. Then. And he, yeah. and he threw it behind him and he forced strong to kind of go low to the ground. Now strong mm -hmm. could have come up with it, it's one of those passes you want yeah. to see your wide receiver catch, but mm -hmm. it was like you made it difficult for him. And then uh, I believe on third down they ran and said, "All yeah. right, you know, and we'll punt just, again. Hey, we'll run out the clock. We'll, we can do this all day and just have a punt off." Speaking of punters, the one punt for Virginia Tech, it it went past the fifty yeah. yard line, but then it bounced back yeah. to the fifty yard line. I was like, yeah. "Oh my god, talk talk about a bad day, bad luck for the Hokies." I mean, if, if we were if we were Virginia Tech fans and we were doing a post game show, man, would we have material? Yeah, you're not kidding. We there's would a, have like a... 15 different things to just rip them apart about about how did we lose this? That's what they would be saying. How did we lose this game? That's I, what they, you know. I, I so know. I could imagine. I'm not saying that we're, we're you know uh, we're better or worse than Virginia Tech after that game. I don't know, mm -hmm. tell you the truth. If Virginia Tech fans want to say that, hey, you know what? If we play this game over, we'd win. You know what? I might say maybe you will. I, I, I mean, I think Rutgers is definitely like, clearly the better team. But I, I think that them taking their foot off the gas kind of gave Virginia Tech a little like in to try to creep back. And they almost did. But uh, that's like like Shiano said in his postgame presser. He's like uh, he said that's kind of his style. Like they're just going to play. They have the they have the lead. They haven't turned the ball over. They're just going to do that. Maybe break another run. Maybe Manangai breaks another run, and then there you go. It's game over all over again. So, But once again, know. what it is, and the reason why we have, or at least I have the confidence that they can win these types of games, and that's why I believe they should, is of the coaching. And we, talk, we, we, we just keep talking about it and keep stressing it. 
They have coaching advantages over a lot of these teams. Uh, but when they play the teams that are that much more talented, matter of fact, when they play <laughs> Michigan next week, there's still no Harbaugh, right? I know he's back. Oh, he is. Oh, of course. Yeah, That's I'm the pretty, game he's going like, to come back at. Okay. Yeah, I was so. say, I'm pretty sure he's back for this one. So, that was part of the the thing. It was three like, games was instead of four. Ended four, okay. but then they came back and they're like, "No, we'll just do three now," because you know you, you need him for for the Rockers game. Oh, of course, you got to have him in that game because then <clears throat> then uh, Shiano would have a big advantage. So, but yeah, uh, when they go up against teams that the talent is on level, they're in great shape because they have you know they have a great coaching staff and yeah. And they're going to call great calls, whether it's the offense or they're going to make the wise decisions most of the time. And again, we can criticize Shiano for being uh, conservative, but it worked. That's what it did. It did work. Because let's say they throw the football and they don't run it. And, mm-hmm. and Wimsett's been terrible throwing the football in the game. And let's say all of a sudden, instead of Virginia Tech scoring that touchdown at 21-16 early fourth quarter, now it's 21-16 with six minutes to go into third quarter because you've just stopped the clock three or four times, extra times, because you're trying to throw the football. So yeah. that, was the only, that was the good thing. That was the silver lining at the time was that it was at least the fourth quarter and you did milk the clock enough that you now put them in the position where you did score that one touchdown and the game was kind of over. You could just kind of tell Virginia Tech was deflated mm-hmm. after that touchdown for Rutgers to go up two scores just like they did against Temple. Yeah, no, they fell apart in the end. Um, but I, I do have to give them credit because they did give them some troubles at times. And like I said before, I thought Drones was pretty good. And yep. I, I said it in our in our preview podcast with Mike the other day. I thought Baishol Tootin is actually a pretty good running back. I just think that their offensive line is just god awful. Correct. Um, Felton is a good wide receiver. I, I overall though, this is this is good. This is like a great win for Rutgers. You're three and zero, and you're halfway to a bowl game now. We we got to start talking bowl games. But th- we've been in this spot before. I well, last season, the season before, actually, too. Yeah. The last two seasons, it was three and zero, three and zero, and it just it fell apart. But if you look around college football, it's. A lot of things are weird happening between yeah. Alabama struggling, between uh, Georgia having their struggles. Um, Big Ten's even weird. Like Penn State had some struggles today against Illinois. This is a this is a weird year for college football, and might and right now, if you look at it, actually, Michigan's only up seven six with six minutes left in the second quarter against Bowling Green. Yeah, it's, it's crazier things have happened. Uh, here's the touchdown that. Kind of well it does seal it. Here's the Menungai touchdown, fifty-five yarder, and good block by Pierce and Bowman. Mm-hmm. They basically uh, combined to open up. So when he made the cutback, I mean it was just wide open. So, and it was nice that Menungai showed the speed too. So not only uh, does Menungai have the ability to break a tackle, but he also has the ability to outrun the defender for the touchdown because you don't want to, with this offense, the way it could go, you don't want to get caught from behind and then have to settle for a field goal. So, uh, and then this is just when everything started to work for the defense. Aaron Lewis coming up with the sack. And, uh, and then, of course, Rutgers just uh, put a seal in the game. Unfortunately, they didn't have the hit, the Flip Dixon hit. But uh, you can just see that you're just wearing him down. And guy for 20. And then this is the 12-yard touchdown run that uh, does put it away. Mm-hmm. For his third of the game. So Manungai 
what is that now for two games? That big is number. <laughs> 318 in the last two games from Menungai. Four touchdowns. The team ran for 256 yards. Yeah. Wimsat had 87, 7.9 average. Menungai had an 8.9 average. Wimsat had a 2.9 yard completion a- uh, average. That's, yeah, that's not good. <laughs> that's a kind way of putting it. Um, I, I want to bring up the Bauman thing because you, you said Bauman, and yes. I feel like not a lot of people are talking about him. Like Johnny Langan's been struggling with blocking. I think that's that's been pretty clear, run blocking especially. When you see Bauman do that, it's kind of like it make it makes you question it a little bit and be like, all right, like why why is he not playing more? Yeah, sure. Like he, he's a great blocker, and he's not just a great blocker. He actually came into Rutgers as a great receiver because he was putting up pretty decent numbers at Maine, whether it be PFF or his actual stats. He get a ton of receptions. I think he had like 30-something for like 300 yards last year. But he's proven, and he's a pretty good receiver. So, like, I, I don't understand why Bauman's not – I know Langan's the incumbent, but, like, if Bauman's that good of a blocker and a better receiver, like, you kind of have to throw him out there more. Well, you would think that with Langan and him and the fact that there's that they're running two tight ends and there's no reason not to, that yeah. one of them – should be able to get open or should be a part of the passing game. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's whims at, I don't know. I'm not looking at these guys on tape. I'm not finding out if they're getting open. Uh, are, are there plays designed to get to them? I don't know, but you're right. It doesn't make sense. You would think, but Hey, you know what? Maybe we'll eventually see this. Maybe this is just something that they're going to get to. They just haven't put it into their playbook yet. Yeah. It, it does seem like you said before they're doing, super conservative stuff. They're not going to go too wild, um, but it's it's a win. Uh, you don't, you don't win. really need to. You don't need to go wild when you're doing this stuff. So It's a win, uh, and it's 3-0, and and it's on to Michigan. And like you said, look, no matter what happens in the second half with Bowling Green and Michigan, just the fact that they could be in this spot, and like you said, Alabama can be in that spot, and the fact that Rutgers has played Michigan tough for the most part over the last, what, four years? Yeah. Except for one blowout, that. Yeah. There's hope. I mean, you can hope. Uh, you know, it's. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it could get ugly. I mean, we know that. We'll be prepared for ugly. We've seen it before, but. You know, you got to hope, and you got, and I also would would think that I would expect it because I, you know, we're, and even though we are three and zero for a third straight year, this is mm-hmm. different, and we could tell. I mean, our offense last year, even though we were three and zero, I mean, we weren't hiding anything. We weren't going wow. I mean, look at the plays we're making at three and zero. We've we've had a lot of wow so far at three and zero. We've had a lot of wow plays. We've had you know the running game and and even Wimsat's better, even though he's still inconsistent. He's still better. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, no turnovers still. That's huge. No turnovers. And he's running the football, and he's holding on to the ball when he's getting hit. That's also important. So absolutely, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, the penalties are down. You know, Virginia Tech, they really had like three or four really bad timed penalties in the game, especially from the linemen. Like you said, that's a bad offensive line. and, And then on top of it, you have the penalties. So... Rutgers is staying away from penalties, and and by the way, that hit by Dixon. I, 
another situation where if if the ref calls a penalty, now maybe they go to the monitor and they change it, but they could have called it. They could have called something. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, we have a couple other super chats in here too. Um, William Donahue just said, as a longtime Rutgers fan, I fantasize about the day where we don't play our best football and still beat a Power Five school by multiple scores. Yeah, like like we said before, that's that's huge. Like yes. this was a big big win for Rutgers. Um, now, what you said before about Michigan, Michigan's probably I I'd probably argue the best team in the country right now. Um, obviously they're struggling (laughs) at the moment. So it's it's hard to say that and not laugh a little bit, but, um, I I don't know. There's no line yet, but I, it's, it's going to be a tough game. I think if you keep it within two scores, that's, that's a win. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd be happy because they're, they're that good. Like they're really good. So, well, they're going to try to, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Again, I've watched some of the, I haven't watched this game yet, of course, but, the thing that I still haven't seen McCarthy do, even though he's mm-hmm. Mr. Accuracy this year, I'm still not seeing the downfield passing. And that's True. the thing that they didn't have last year. And it's, so far, I haven't seen it. So now look, Melton has to pick up his game. Receivers are going to get better. Oh, yeah. Didn't have to face Allie Jennings today. That was important. That was that was huge. a good break. But they've got still got some good receivers. Uh I mean, I forget who it is, that one guy that they have that's uh, really off to a great start. Um, Cornelius Johnson or Roman no, Wilson? No, the, the little guy. Um, is it, uh, he, yeah, Roman, to, Wilson. Roman he, Wilson, right? Yes, Roman yeah. Wilson. He was off to a good start last year, and then he got hurt, mm-hmm. and he didn't have the season that they thought he was, and now he is. So he's going to be a pain in the butt. Yeah. Uh, their tight end has that play has not – been as good as it was last year they definitely miss uh schoolmaker that's mm-hmm. a big loss so far for them in the passing game he's actually mccarthy's got two picks already i'm looking at now Does roman he? wilson has has the one touchdown he threw he's got two for 42 but jj mccarthy's got two picks and you're saying it's not as it's not as crazy as it sounds like well let's it, just could uh... be. little upset alert i'm just saying well let's just keep our fingers crossed that they pull it out so we can upset him next week yeah, so, it'd be uh, definitely be interesting, though. Yeah, this is the kind of film that coach can show the team that can give them confidence. You know, yeah. even if they even if they win the game going away in the second half, he could show them the first half highlights of this one and go, "Hey, see, we can do this. We we, we have a shot." So it's true. Um, another super chat, by the way, uh, Delmarva fishing. Uh, Flip is a great player. He had an interception on that end zone pass interference. He only needed to turn his head. Uh, where have the tight ends been? I think I think we kind of just hit on them a little bit, but I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it again. They just, they're non-existent. Yeah. Like, Johnny Langan's the tight end one, and he's in there most, if not every snap. Um, they're just not using him really at all. And like you saw, I think he actually had a catch early on in the game, if I recall correctly. But then he just non-existent for the rest of the game. And then Bauman comes in, makes a couple blocks, but. It's hard to get them involved when number one, you're really not throwing the ball at all, and if you are, you're throwing it to Dremel, like no one else apparently. Um, it's it seems like Wimsett just kind of targets one guy every game, and it's like I'm going to throw to this guy and this guy only. And it's like last game was a lot of Jaquay. The game before that was Isaiah Washington had like seven targets, and in this game, it's Christian Dremel has five targets, and then no one else is getting targeted. Yeah. So it's, it's something and keep an eye on but when you're running this much and as many times as they have i think it was was the exact amount 
34 rushes. I mean, that kind of explains why they didn't really hit the tight ends, but they don't, they don't use them at all. Really. They don't, they don't need that. It's not, yeah. Again, I don't know if it's part of the design or it's just that whims at for some reason, you would think the tight end is a quarterback's friend. It's Especially an easier a, pass. a green quarterback, like, like Wimsett. But I would have to believe that since we're not seeing passes go to the tight ends, that they're not designed that way. So you know, look again. You know, maybe they're just using it more to help them out in the passing game, in the running game, and in pass protection. I can't really, you know, again, it's not something I've been paying full attention to, but it would make sense that at some point we've seen Johnny Langan. He had his ability as a receiver, and yeah. like you said, this other kid's got stats that show that he also has a, an ability as a receiver. So we know they could do it. So the mm-hmm. fact that they're not doing it leads me to believe that it's not part of their game plan right now. So well, there, yeah, there's that, and then on top of it, I just don't like someone mentioned. I don't think they're getting open. Like I had a power Could five be. coach tell tell me this offseason, and this is before they got Bauman. And I was like, hey, what do you, what do you think of Rutgers' tight end room? Like just BSing with him back and forth, and he goes, Langan kid's pretty decent, but he's the best of a bad bunch. And I'm like, well, no, that's that says it all. He goes, he's he's a total football player. He's a freak athlete. He'll he'll die for his team on the field. We've seen him fully bloody faced and everything in that one Penn State game a couple years ago. Like the man will do anything there is to for Rutgers to for Rutgers to win. But is he a tight end? I mean, that's the question mark. Like he's he's clearly big and bulky, but he's also been whiffing on a couple blocks and he's also been struggling blocking at times. So I don't know. I think he's a good football player. I think if he would have played linebacker from day one, he might have been a ferocious linebacker, but We'll never know because he's a, a tight end quarterback that doesn't play quarterback anymore now. Anymore. Well, so I guess just tight end. I look, as we know, tight end is a very difficult <clears throat> position to learn. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a lot more difficult than people think. Um, this is his only shot. And he knew when he, when he took over this position, it was going to be the only shot he was going to have in the NFL at that point yeah. of his career. It's true. Um, but it is hard. Because even when we were watching, because let's just give an example with Pacheco. We liked Pacheco. We, you know, we, yeah. we, 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 we really did. And we understood that he wasn't getting the numbers because the team offensively and the offensive line wasn't very good. But still, we really didn't know maybe that he was capable of what he did with the Chiefs last year. So these are things that, I don't know. I mean, maybe Langan goes to the pros and uh, you know, maybe he gets coached up and maybe he can find a way to stick in the NFL in the NFL with that position. But yeah, it's, uh, I would, I expected more. I'll, I'll be honest. I did. I expected by now that Johnny Langan would have been a, a bigger part of the offense because yeah, he's been I, there now for a couple think, of years. So I don't think that's a question. I think that's, that's pretty accurate. I thought, I thought he'd like, I said, I thought he'd be better too, but he's just, he is what he is at this point. And I think next year you probably got to hit the portal. Because oh yeah the other guys all the other guys are pretty young like you gotta get the portal for somebody. There's no younger uh, tight end on the roster right now. Uh, they they brought in Logan Blake who's a freshman. They brought in Mike Higgins the year before who uh, played at Bosco then Blair. Um, Kanafka's still back for another year, but he's like non-existent. I feel like at this point. Yeah, that's but I surprising. Guess technically, he'd be tight end one, but he's he has a really bad injury history, and uh, I kind of wanted to touch on that because Shiano commented on the injuries post game. Um, he did say he expects to get everyone that was on that, that injury report today back at some point this season. 
So like Tyler Needham, Chris Long, uh, Daryl Jabome, and there was a fourth one. I can't remember who it was. Um, I'm trying to pull it up real quick. So guys, that yeah, been, he, guys that have been out. So, okay. Yeah, guys that have been out. He's expecting to get them all back at some point. Uh, oh, Jesse O'Fury. Um, who actually, Jesse O'Fury, I thought might have actually played some snaps this year if, if healthy. Um, but besides the point. Uh, he expects to get them all back at some point this season. He's not sure when. He said some will be sooner than others, some will be later than others. Um, based on Needham's injury last week, I'm going to say he's probably the one that's going to take a while. Sounds like Chris Long might be out for a couple more weeks too. I think O'Fury's close. I think Jabome is close. And then the other one on the list is Nassim Brantley, who the NCAA is kind of just dicking around a little bit. Like he's he's – I don't know the exact situation or the exact details because they don't reveal all that, but – just going based off of his uh, his previous spots where he was at. So number one, the NCAA doesn't let you transfer twice. Number two, the man spent four seasons of playing college football, or five seasons technically. So I did the math. Like 2018, he played in five games <clears throat> at Sacred Heart. 2019, he played in 10 games. So that's two years of eligibility. 2020 doesn't count because it was a COVID year. And then 2021, he played in 11 games. In 2022, he played in 10 games and then broke his foot. So technically, you used your four years of eligibility. So I think it's that's what Chiano means when he says eligibility issue because there, there's your four years. Like yeah. I don't know how you could get a fifth. Yeah. But I think they're trying to say his first year was a redshirt year in Sacred Heart. Um, but it says he appeared in five games. So I don't know how you'll be able to do that. I don't know what the details are, what the extent of it is. And then plus the foot injury last year. So I, I think they might actually just end up being screwed with him. Maybe they can get him back next year, but that's not even a it's still a question mark too. Like he, he would have been wide receiver two for you probably. So that would be a big blow if you can't get him back. Well, yeah. Uh long yeah, we so we really have no idea. He's just saying they're gonna come back, but you don't think he's gonna be back for at least a few more weeks. I think Long and Needham are definitely a few more weeks. Okay. I think the rest are, are very possible to come back pretty quickly. I think Jabome and Ophiri are pretty close. Yeah, and Long, I think he's he's gone. missed Long. He is missed. Yeah, his speed out there is a big difference maker. He was South Jersey's all-time receiver record, I think it is, or something like that. Something with South Jersey records. Uh, either kick return or receiver. I think it's receiver. But, yeah, it's uh, – you got to get them back. You got to get these guys healthy. Um, and it's, I don't even know if I blame the wide receivers really. I feel like it's yeah. a combination of things. Oh, line's got to protect better. Receivers got to get open better. Um, they got to break off their routes quicker. Um, yeah, because look and, at, look at what happened today. I mean, again, I said this before, there were just, it seemed like every time for the most part, Virginia tech had a lot of wide receivers that were open. There were a lot of plays a lot more yeah. plays in their passing game where guys were open. They were catching balls and they were wide open. Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw that what twice, three times maybe with Rutgers. And I'm not even sure they completed one pass in that situation. So uh, did you play Jackson last week, but that's it really this, this week, nothing, this week, really, nothing at all. Yeah. yeah. So guys are not um, getting wide open. Yeah. And I mean, I guess you could argue Dremel is the one that's getting open, but he's also the dump off route too. So it's like, of course he's going to be open. They also play off uh, off on him quite a bit, um, coverage wise. So he's got a couple steps before he, a defender even comes near him. So um, I don't know. And then you can combine the fact that Wimsett wasn't really accurate. So you have to figure that out too. So yep. that would scare the coaching staff. Yes. 
let's yeah. let's not a lot, a lot of issues. If, if he doesn't have it today, let's let's not force it. So yeah. And, um, and and he's definitely not even the the good thing is is that it, you know he's not like for he is not forcing it he's not doing it where he's like okay well I'm just gonna I'm gonna throw the ball even if a guy's covered just to see if my guy can come up with it that's not happening which is good which is why his turnovers mm-hmm. are at nothing so we, I'm sure it's it's it doesn't look good on film to see him miss a lot but it also mm-hmm. is good that he's not forcing balls into coverage. He doesn't have the talented receivers. He doesn't have Garrett Wilson out there. So yeah. just hold on to the ball. Look for another day. That's the kind of team you have. And uh, it's not a, it's not pretty football, but mm-hmm. it's the kind of football you play when you're supposed to beat teams. Yeah. I, I mean, he's got Jaquay Jackson. He's, he's pretty good. He's not Garrett Wilson good, but he's good. Um, but other than that, there's really no there's no receivers. <laughs> no one's really standing out. And that's where the portal's hit or miss. You get a Flip Dixon in the portal, great. You get a Jaquay Jackson, pretty solid. You get um, I'm trying to think who else they got. Then then you get like a Eric Rogers who's been struggling, although played played slightly better today. Then you get a Charles Monko who doesn't play, and then you get um, Nassim Brantley. You get screwed over. So it's hit or miss with the portal. You you do need to go hit the portal. I think pretty hard this offseason at, at receivers. <laughs> yeah. Specifically. But right. everyone wants the receivers. That's yeah. the bigger issue. So yeah. Everyone wants the lineman. It's just the portal. After what Colorado's doing, everyone's going to hit the portal like crazy next year. It's, well, that's that. You want to know why we're seeing craziness this year, and and it's just going to continue because once Georgia mm-hmm. stops winning, what like once they stop being this dynasty, it's just going to be parody Virtual. city with all these transfers, how long it takes for these for, for teams to adjust to the new players and the new schemes. And this is what you get, you know, and then you don't practice as hard as you used to. It's uh, we see it in the NFL every year and, 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 and to expect it not to happen in college now with the transfer portal. It's just uh, why would we think it wouldn't happen, especially when they're like uh, 19, 20, 21 year old kids. Yeah, so, it's, uh, he replaced what seventy something scholarships with Colorado. Yeah, today, that was just, nuts. just insane. But it's working. But it, it, that's the thing; it doesn't yeah. matter. Like yeah. you can hate the portal all you want, but that's that's. What but he had what he got two. What he's, he's got the five star kid Hunter. Hunter. He's his got his quarterback, his son, who's also a pretty damn yeah. good player. So that's the thing: is who um, do you get in the transfer portal? Not well, that it's I working mean, for Texas A and M at least, and I'm well, we're not true. we're not uh, true. crying over that. You know, maybe we'll get that off. Of, maybe we'll get that kid coming back home. Who was that kid again That's, that we lost to? Uh, which one? Oh, uh, Chase Basantis. Yes, yeah. Maybe uh, he'll come back he's home. Starting, starting right guard as a true freshman down there, so, or left <laughs> one of the guard spots. Um, it's it's incredible, but like. There, there's names out there too, like Xavier Weaver, who's leading their team, is a guy that I thought Rutgers should have went heavily after. Um, he he showed some actually Rutgers showed some interest in him, and he actually had some interest in Rutgers too. So, um, but yeah, like you gotta hit the portal as hard as you can. I, I don't think it's a question. And it, like I said, it's hit or miss. Sometimes they're great, sometimes they're shit. That's just. Um, but I like I like Shiano's his his mantra though, I, and and I get it, and I think it's the right philosophy because that's why I think Texas A and M is struggling. You shouldn't just sign everybody and pay everybody. And just because they're four and five stars, they have to fit your system. They have to fit. Yeah. Like, oh, are they playing for the team or are they playing for the money? And I mean, yeah, you could ruin a culture like yep. that. So, or you build a culture like 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 that. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's tough. It's it's a tough uh, double edged sword, but you got to pick one. And 
it ends up working out at some like Colorado, and it's a and like you said, A and M's been shit. So yeah, and they're gonna pay uh, Jimbo Fisher a lot of money to be on the unemployment leave. line. Yeah, that's crazy. I asked you at the beginning uh, of the season about Keontae Hamilton. Yeah. How do you think he's playing? Because I haven't, I don't think I've heard his name more than once so far this season. I think Mayan Ahanatu is the go-to guy in interior. I think Mayan Ahanatu, you hear his name quite a bit. You saw him in the backfield quite a bit today. I think he's everything that everyone wanted Keontae to be and more. I think Mayan's been phenomenal. Um, I think Keontae's been quiet. He hasn't really played a ton. I guess he, he's playing. He's playing significant snaps each game, but the D-line also rotates a ton. Um, Greg says it, he said it twice over the past two years. Um, he's like, we're 10 deep, we're 10 plus deep at D line. And I'm like, you seriously are like, you have so many weapons there. Um, you could even put two right down there who comes in on third down packages and sometimes plays the interior. You can move, uh, Aaron Lewis around and put him on the interior in certain schemes. Um, yeah, but Keontae Hamilton's just, uh, he's, I don't, I don't know. He's been really quiet. Like, yeah. You're, you are right. It's, it's a little weird to see or well, not to see, I should say. Yeah. So. We're going to start playing the big boys next week at 12 o'clock. And, oh, and, and another guy that cannot be healthy yet is, mm-hmm. is Sam Brown. It's like, I, yeah. I understand yeah. Manon guy is hot. You go with him, but they're just not even giving him touches. So he can't be healthy yet. Yeah, I thought it was a little odd because they did put him in garbage time late in the game. I think he had one of the that final drive where it was just to run out the clock. They, um, they ended up putting him in in this game, but – Again, he's he's missed all of training camp. Like he did not practice once. Then he practiced like the week before, uh, not Temple, Northwestern, and then he started to shake off some of the rust. He got that one or two carries, I think, in the Northwestern game. Then he gets the Temple game. Then he gets that wide open uh, uh, out of the backfield. He gets that wide open play. He gets the touchdown or not? Did he get the touchdown? No, I don't think no, he so. got he, no. Caught, he got tackled short, I think. But he did look weird. He looked weird on that run. Yeah. I thought that run he looked like he had like a little hobble and. Foot injuries aren't aren't easy. They're not easy to deal with, especially for um, a bigger guy like himself, who's what six one two thirty two twenty something like that. So it's it's going to be tough to get him fully back. But just be thankful that Manangai has oh, emerged yeah. as he has, because you don't really have to worry about it. And then just Sean Benjamin, who didn't get a ton of carries today, but still looks pretty good. He does, true, yeah. True freshman, true freshman, yeah, grinding it out. So yeah. Yeah, that's not a problem. That is not a problem. That position is not a problem for Rutgers whatsoever. So hopefully yeah. Brown will be back soon. Uh, and uh, and and then again, and, and P- by the way, Pierce is playing. You know, as far as I can tell, he's playing fantastic, especially in the run yeah. game. So uh, last week I thought he struggled a little bit because he had the one holding call, and then he had a couple of plays that he struggled with. But this week I thought he was great. I thought he was phenomenal, especially against ed- edge rushers who are are pretty good and Virginia Tech guys. Yeah, so it's uh, – I think Michigan's now up 14-6 at halftime. Yeah, I see that. That's a heck so, of a pretty quick turnaround there. That's okay. Again, as long as it's an ugly uh, win, that, uh, that can help uh, Rutgers' confidence because we've been in this spot the last – what, th- this is the third straight year. And in game four in 2021, we lost by seven points at Michigan. Mm-hmm. And and of course that was a, a Michigan team that wound up going all the way to the championship, uh, the uh, playoffs. And then the 2022 team uh, loses to Iowa 27 to 10 at home. Last. So those are the uh, those are those are the, the 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 streak buster games. And now Michigan again. 
at 12 o'clock on Saturday, and we'll see if they fare any better. We're still uh, <clears throat> one of these years. I don't know if it comes this year, but one of these years, as long as this uh, Shiano uh, trajectory just keeps going the right way, which we believe it will, they're going to knock someone off. We don't know yeah. when it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. We hope it happens this year. Because if we do, that pretty much cements a bull berth, you would think. If we can just knock someone off that we're not supposed to. Because what, Michigan State, I mean, wow. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. And Definitely, uh, I don't expect us to lose to Indiana. So that could be two more wins right there. Should and that's be. That's five, and then six could be who Six knows? is the upset. Yeah, the upset could be could be the Maryland game at the last last game of the year. If you're Which, playing for a bowl game, going in that game, I think there's going to be a lot of hype behind this team. I certainly hope it, that's not for the bowl game, but it could be because that means chances are that it could be we could be facing a three game losing streak, which is almost like looking like it was last year again. Like here we go again. We're going to end the season on a losing streak. We're going to lose to Maryland mm-hmm. at the end of the season. It, it's not what you want. Uh, so hopefully we can go into that Ohio State, Iowa, Penn State stretch with six wins. But yeah. if that happens, that means we have to upset probably Wisconsin, which again uh, today we, did not look all that tremendous. Yeah. They, they bounced back in the end in the third quarter. I think it was they scored three touchdowns, but they, they struggled mightily. They were 7-7 seven, seven and a half yeah. versus Georgia Southern. Like they're – Who's Georgia Southern? I don't even know who their head coach is. Like it's the it's the former head coach of USC. Oh, Pelton. it is. I don't even know that. Oh wow. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yep. Was he the one that uh, got in trouble for drinking? That's Sarkeesian. Sarkeesian. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, but uh, that game, I, I flipped it on just when they had a stop, twenty-eight fourteen, I think, inside their twenty, I believe. So. Georgia Southern almost scored a touchdown to go 28-21 in the second half, which leads you to believe. Again, we talked about it. Wisconsin's going to get better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's just hope that by the time we play them on October 7th, they're not there yet. <clears throat> because that could be our best chance to actually – well, then again, the way Iowa looked today against Western that's, Michigan, that's a bad yeah. football team, Western Michigan. Yeah. What they end up winning, like 30-something to 7? Was it? I, I think, think it was, was like 14-7 in the second half. Yeah, they uh, they blew them out in the end. Yeah, 41-10. So. And, and Iowa lost the total yards battle to Utah State in the first game of the season, and they lost the total yeah, yards battle to <laughs> Iowa State. Who, Who lost to Ohio got State? Beat, yeah, Ohio. Maction. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Um, so that's actually yeah. – I, I think we may have a better chance against Iowa than Wisconsin, but – who knows? Yeah, um, there, we have a couple chats I want I want to hit up before we uh, end up signing off because I think we're already an hour into this, right? Oh, like, okay, but, sure. Yeah, I think so. No, I mean we can keep going. I don't. No, really I mean, yeah, it's... but uh, I definitely want to hit up the chat because I feel like we've been ignoring them a little bit. I know um, one of them talked about the, uh, the 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 punt returner, but we can go with yours. That's that's exactly what I was going to go with. Oh, um, okay. Aaron, someone someone said something about Aaron Young potentially being the punt returner over Rochelle, which. I like if it. Aaron Young was, if Aaron Young was fully healthy, I think he would be back there. I don't think he's fully healthy. I know the injury report he's not on. It says it's basically that's saying he's healthy. I don't think he's fully healthy. He uh, 
he looked good in training camp. In one of the scrimmages, um, I think I can report this now, he had like 20-something carries um, just uh, against the ones and against the twos. Like he's kind of going back and forth. But really? To ha- he had 20-something carries, and the next running back had like, I want to say, eight. Okay. Like he was the dominant like force in the one scrimmage, and it looked like he was going to be a significant factor this year. I thought he was going to play maybe running back two, running back three with Manongai kind of splitting because I thought Brown would be good. Obviously wasn't. Um, I thought Manongai would be like one or two A, two B with Young, and then just Sean Benjamin would be three. Okay. But uh, he ended up getting dinged in training camp towards the end, and now uh, I don't know the extent of it, but it, it does sound like he's getting close to fully healthy. But I think as soon as he is, I think there's no question. I, I, I kind of like watch Rochelle with punt returns, and I'm like, oh, God, like, here we go again. Like it's ever since that muff. And then, like today, like he he fell to one knee on the one, and I'm like, oh, dude, just hold on to that ball. <laughs> like, I still can't believe Greg put him back out there. That's that's not like old school Greg. He would have, you get you fumble the ball. The, the what what's the what's the saying? The ball is a program. You only hear it about every ten seconds at practice. They only say it like two hundred times every practice. I know, but. and it's not like the kid's getting any better. It doesn't make any sense why he just keeps putting him out there to just fa- ca- catch <clears throat> fair catches, and then when he did have an opportunity to run the ball back that one time, it's like he, it's almost like he just didn't know what to It's like he almost tripped over his own feet. Like he yeah. wasn't like comfortable doing it. It's he's, just, he's so good in space though. Like we saw glimpses of it last year yeah. and that's why he was at running back. Yeah. Like the kids, the kids hands are questionable, but you, he has, he sees space and he knows how to avoid tackles. And it's like, all right, well, I kind of see what, like, um, I think he was a Taekwon Underwood offer a couple years ago when he was playing quarterback, and they offered him as a receiver, obviously. But I just – I see the flashes, but I'm just – he can't – he hasn't put it together yet. And I, I don't know if I trust him being kick returner, punt returner, because God forbid he gets whacked on one of those th- those returns. That's he's true. Probably, he's probably dropping. Yeah, and so. I, can only, I can only imagine that it's – that he still has confidence. Like you said, he's, he's good in the open field. So what Chiano's doing is he's trying to give him rep after rep after rep. Just catch it. Let's get the offense out there. Just get comfortable doing that. Once you get comfortable doing that, then green light. Start catching and going. But maybe that's what it's about. It's not that he's had a lot of opportunities to return it because he really hasn't. A lot of the times, you know, most of the times, you know, it's guys are right on him and it's and he's just catching the ball. So Yeah. But like, oh, you know, the fact that he's do, out there but... leads you to believe Shiano does have confidence that eventually he <clears throat> might be able to break one and uh, get comfortable. So, yeah. Um, someone else brought up in the chat that uh, we completely forgot about Wagner. Wagner is a win, most most <laughs> likely. So that would be four, <laughs> and then five six would be Indiana and Michigan State. So you don't. You, yeah, we kind of. Uh, yeah, kind of forgot all about that one. Um, I just that game's like. I, I can probably write the post game article right now if I wanted to and yeah. just insert. Yeah, I'm insert not. If we were going to skip a week, I think that's the week we would skip. So, but yeah, look, I, 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 it's not that we forgot. It's just that that was already counted as the win because we already said it. We said that that we have to we have to pull off an upset. So if we beat Wagner, we're yeah. at four. If we beat Indiana, that's five. That's what we were saying. So the upset really not that look if Michigan State does happen though, that's 
at this point, it is looking a little bit more like it is possible that uh, mm -hmm. that's no longer. I mean, maybe last week that was an upset. Maybe this week it's not an upset. Maybe now, if you beat Michigan State and Indiana, you could go. You should be six and zero. I mean, six. Those could be your six wins. Yeah, that's one hundred percent true. Um, I th I think Michigan State, like you just said, struggled today pretty badly. So I don't think it's crazy. Wisconsin hit or miss. Um, I think Camp Randall is going to be tough. Um, I'm just kind of going to go over it real quick because someone asked me my season prediction to update my season prediction. Um, so three wins, I think three and one Michigan, three or four and one Wagner. I'm going to go four and two against Wisconsin. I think Camp Randall's too tough to play at. Um, Six and I, two. I think, they, I think I think Michigan State they beat. Uh, it's homecoming. It's a home game. You couldn't have picked a better homecoming opponent. Now that you look at it, and it's just like luck of the draw there. Yeah. Uh, is is Mel Tucker gonna be there? I don't think so. I don't. That's such a weird situation because now apparently they're saying it was consensual. It wasn't. I I, I don't know. I'm not getting into the details of it because it was just uh, something else. But uh, so I, I'll give Rutgers the win there. I'd probably say five, and then I I would think six at Indiana is probably very doable. I think Indiana stinks, but yeah. Rutgers has those weird games once in a while. Like wasn't it Indiana last year? Or was it the year before where they, they got destroyed by Indiana? Destroyed? No, that it, was a couple was of years ago. Who, who was it? It was There was a weird game last year. That they should have won, but then they go into the game, and it's just like, well, they should have beat Iowa. That's one. Uh, um, no, that, that was uh, Minnesota? Who am I thinking of? I'm thinking of someone. We got oh, the North, it was Northwestern two years ago. Oh, they that went, game. They went to yeah. that game, and they, they, were, they looked like they should have won, yeah. and then all of a sudden Northwestern we were favored. Jets and it's like, all right, well, what the heck is it? So I, I am afraid of an away game, no matter who it is in the Big Ten West. Sure. But I don't think Indiana's good though. So I think that could be six. Well, what I what I like is is that if they're five wins going into Indiana, then they have all of that. Yes. Oh, we win this game, we're going bowling attitude, and mm -hmm. I think that's what they need. You know, because you don't want to have, like you said, you don't want to have that game where you're like, oh, it's Indiana. Where's the motivation? You know, sooner or later, one of these games on the road, Big Ten, you're gonna, you're gonna just not gonna have it. But if they go the whole week preparing for, we win this, mm -hmm. we're going bowling, then I feel a lot better about our chances winning that game than it's just another game. Yeah, a hundred percent. Just to go through the rest, I mean, Ohio State, Iowa, Penn State. I think those are three losses, and I hate to say it, Maryland's Maryland's good. That's because they They're got a quarterback. Offense. Yeah. yeah, they have a really good quarterback. Um, they have good weapons too. They look good today. Um, so I, I, I think you might be able to say, "Hey, we're going bowling in middle of October," but you also might say, "Shit, like that's just a race November." Like it's well, uh, put but, but again, what, then what we would be saying is, is we're not going to get that upset win this year. I don't think so. I don't think you get an upset win unless you count Michigan State an upset. I, I'm not going to do that right now. I'm going to say if I'm going to say we're going to be a favorite at this point. It, the way which it's going. they might, they very might, yeah. very well might be. Yeah, the way it's going. If Michigan State continues on this path, if they let their coach go and all that stuff, it could go, it can go just unravel really fast. Mm -hmm. um, but Wisconsin, Iowa, those are the two. Those are the two realistic. If we want to pull off the upset, the, the meaningful upset, not even talking if Michigan State ends up the favorite, they're going to be favored by a point or two. Talking mm -hmm. about. Iowa on the road, Wisconsin on the road, we're going to be double-digit uh, 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 dogs. Correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So that's a legitimate. Nobody's expecting us to win upset in the Big Ten on the road. 
those are our mm -hmm. two shots. And, yeah. um, and I feel a lot better now about it than I did before the season began. Not, not necessarily because of our team, but the, the way they're playing, the way Wisconsin and Iowa is playing. So, yeah, Iowa just scares me just because it's so late. And for instance, he has that weird clause in his contract where he has to get like, what is it? 25 points per yeah, game or something Yeah, but it's just like not that. working. It, they're not, it's, well, they put up 40 today. No, so they, yeah, like, the points are working. No question about it. Yeah. I just think if it's late into the season and he's desperate and needs those points, I think he might go, a little, <laughs> he might go buck wild with the play calling. And be like, yo, I'm putting up like as many as I can. I'm, I'm throwing out this scheme, this one, we're doing trick plays. I don't care. I need to score. I need my job. Like, well, let's be honest. If we do play Iowa, I mean, what are we going to score? Even if we win the game, we'll be lucky to score 17. Yeah. I mean, they've given up what? One touchdown, one touchdown, two touchdowns, yeah. four touchdowns through three games. And two of them are against Utah state somehow, but um, so yeah, it's not going to change Absolutely with us. Crazy. So yeah. I, yeah, I hope it happens. Of course we all hope it happens and you never know when it's going to happen. That's the thing about college football. That's why I love college football. And I, uh, with double digit upsets because you never know when they're going to happen, obviously, but they happen every single Saturday and they yep. usually happen multiple times. You just don't know when it's going to be. You never know. And that's why I think it's about your team. And I think we've got that type of team now where we can sort of like the team that we had the COVID year where you just figure that, yeah, you know what? We pulled off a couple of upsets that year and Maybe it's time again. I just feel like it's time again that we're going to pull off the because none of these games, as great as it is, and we're really happy that we're three and zero. We we've said it the last few weeks. We said it. We, we, it's it's we've been down this road before, and it's and until we do something different this year than we've done the last two years. But I think we will do something different, and I think the thing that we need to do different is not beating Wagner, beating Michigan State, and beating Indiana. It's beating somebody that we're not supposed to. Yeah, it's it's very very possible, but I mean I'm over here looking at uh, Big Ten bowl bids, their tie-ins, just to see like possibly where where Rutgers could be going. Like we we could start looking at this now. I feel like a little bit. It's getting it's getting a little uh, okay. getting close. They're okay, getting close. Just saying. I mean, there are a lot a lot of repeat bowls. I'm looking at. I'm looking where at are they? Team. Like in Florida or? Uh, well, Quick Lane Bowl, Detroit. Uh, Rutgers done <laughs> Detroit. there. Detroit. Yeah, I'm, I don't want to go to Detroit in, on Christmas or two days after, a day after Christmas. Yeah, Christmas no. Day. I'm yeah, let's go to Detroit. Like, yeah, no. yeah. Um, Phoenix, Phoenix is always a nice area. I like Phoenix. That would um, be nice. The Bronx, we can always go right up the street to. Oh the, yeah, the Yankee Pinstrad, Stadium. Yes, ball, the, the, sure. Probably the worst grass yeah, ever for sure. a football game, but nice and cold. Um, yes. This one, I I would die for and i don't think it's gonna happen because i think they're one of the higher tier bowls the duke mayo bowl may duke's mayo bowl oh, that's in, in charlotte north north carolina yeah i would love to go to that that's one because nice I, one. I didn't, didn't they pour um a jug of mayo on someone last year okay i don't remember they, but yeah they do they do some weird there's stuff a lot of bad bowl, bowls that i just don't remember <laughs> yes uh music city nashville tennessee also a nice one i can just saying um and then Relia Quest Bowl in Tampa and then Cheese oh, It in okay. Orlando. So I mean there's there's some options here. Like yeah, there are. But you want to get yeah. away from the Detroit uh because that's the thing, is if you just sneak in and, and you go six wins and then you lose four straight to end the season, that's where yeah. you're gonna go. 
You're going to be put to the worst possible, and I got to believe the worst possible bowl's got to be Detroit. Uh, yeah, probably that or Pinstripe. I'd probably say they're both. Like, but where would you rather go? I, I would rather see them at Pinstripe because at least it's uh, it's New York yeah. and it's it's close. You could practice at your. I, I actually I don't know if you're allowed to, but I are you allowed to practice on your home field since it's so close? I would oh. maybe. I don't, I don't know, know how that works. That's to be interesting. Honest. Because I know, like, usually, like, for the Gator Bowl, for example, they went and practiced at a high school field. And it's like, all right, that makes sense. But, like, can you practice at Rutgers because you're just right there? I, can, I can't see why not. I feel like NCAA is weird with stuff like that. So maybe yeah. they'll just – For us to guess what they would allow it, forget it. Or, or you could – I didn't even mention this bowl. They're getting – we're talking about it in the chat over here. Someone said Pasadena. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's, it's a playoff bowl this year. It's been in for a long time. Yeah, I'm pretty That's sure it's sure. A, a playoff bowl. Uh, yeah. Um, someone said Birmingham, but Birmingham's not a not a Big Ten bowl anymore. So okay, yeah, a lot of them have switched up, and it's all types of different now. So then, really, uh, there's only so those are the two that are just either cold or far away: Detroit and Yankee Stadium. Yeah, that's that'd be the most realistic. And you know, the Pinstripe Bowl would love it just for the sole fact that they could probably sell a ton of Rutgers yeah, tickets. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I, I think as much as fans want to get back to a bowl, I don't know. I hate the pinstripe. It's just, you know, it's so close. It's too close. It's nothing crazy. Yankee Stadium has got an indoor-outdoor press box, which I, I don't want to freeze to death. So don't don't let me do that. Um, and then Detroit, and it's the same thing kind of. It's like – Well, I, I think it's going to be so much better and more enjoyable for you if if you can get to these, you know, warm locations for our postgame show. Yeah, there you go. Because, yes, we do not want you outside of Yankee Stadium uh, in December. No. Uh, talking about Phoenix, Rutgers. Though. Oh, I mean, who, do, they, do they have the matchups? Do they say who we probably have to play? Uh, yeah, so Detroit would be the MAC, which has a 16-year <laughs> 16 16-year streak of beating a Big Ten team. So uh, Yeah, but is that like a team like Toledo? Or yeah, is Toledo, that... Kent State. Um, oh, so that's a top team. Okay. Yeah, it'd be one of the better MAC teams, I think. Um, yeah, I'm not the sure Big I Twelve really is that. Phoenix is the Big Twelve, which would be an interesting matchup. Yeah, probably we probably wouldn't do very well in that matchup. Was that two pretty good conference? When they had a, it could be like a Arizona, Kansas or something. Arizona State. Oh, Kansas, that would be interesting. Shiano versus Leipold, who That's a was a Rutgers, Rutgers candidate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Big Ten versus ACC is the pinstripe, which yeah. ACC. Yeah, Depends that'd be winnable. Get. Yeah, maybe Dabo. <laughs> At this point, talk about transfers. No transfers. Yeah, oh my god! Yeah, he should just leave. That's that's bad. Yeah, well they love um, him there. Duke Mayo Bowls ACC as well. Um, Those Music the... City in Nashville is the SEC. That's that's an interesting one. Could be like Missouri. Missouri just won today. Yeah, they they were the only top twenty five upset I think today, so far. There could be more. You don't know. Michigan just went up three scores. Yeah, see, they're they're just a really good team. It's going to be Bowling Green be very just tough. threw an interception at their own ten. Oh, you gotta love that. And that's why um, they scored. So the Michigan backups hasn't played well. Was it their backup quarterback? Because I'm looking at the stat line. I don't know their roster too well for Bowling Green, but they're one kid's eight of eleven for ninety-one yards. Other kid's three of six for seventeen yards and two picks. So oh, it must be that dude then. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so, the, well, so maybe the starter went out. You mean? Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing. Bowling I mean, Green I don't, starter. I don't, I don't really know. Bowling uh, Green. Uh, that's. Uh, oh, you know what? They have that Missouri transfer, ba- Basilic. 
I'm not sure if he's starting for them. Is that Basilic? No, it's not Basilic. Is it it's, Orth? They have, uh, Orth is the one who went 8 of 11, and then the other kid, Hayden Timoshek? Timish, yeah, he's not a good one. He's probably good <clears> then, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's a... Uh, Looks like he had no stats going into today, but he's, yeah. he's struggling. struggling. Um, he might be a freshman. Yeah, that's that's a rough one. Um, but they're yeah, they scored twice. You said Michigan. They scored twice on run pull, or well, it's twenty-one-six. Yeah, Blake that running back duo between Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards is is going to give Rutgers fits, though I think. Yeah, that's the one. I, that's the thing that so far, just to come think of it. Rutgers has done a pretty decent job so far against the run. That's that's true. But then again, it, we've had big leads. Yeah, that too. And it, it's tough just because these teams they play. <laughs> they're not so very bad. good. Like they're like Northwestern stinks, Temple yeah. stinks. Virginia Tech stinks, but they're on a higher level of stink, I guess. Yeah. They're not really as bad that's as the first two, but yeah. But they're they're bad. They're definitely not good. Um but you could see you could see Virginia Tech is gonna be one of those teams that can get better by the end of the season. Yeah, this quarterback's 100%. gonna get better, and they'll find it. But again, they're gonna play. They're gonna start playing ACC games. But yeah, but they'll they'll get better. It's not a great conference, really, is it? Though Florida State's great. Um, yeah, it's, the rest though, and the rest is like yeah. Oh, Duke looks good. I should Duke is that. good. Um, they play Marshall next week, so that should get them a nice little, a quick no, win. Marshall's actually a good team. Are they good this year? Yeah, I Marshall's a good them. team. That's not an easy one. Matter of fact, right. where is it? I don't know. Uh, at Marshall. That's Marshall favorite. That would be interesting. So, what do you think the line? Michigan oh, wow. line going to be? Um, I saw someone else ask that. That's that's an interesting one. Uh, I think it really depends on how this game finishes out today. But it looks like it's going to be a blowout for Michigan. Probably. I'm probably going to go with like. Th there's still going to be a lot of disrespect towards Rutgers. Rutgers covered again. I know there's three zero against the spread right now, but I think there's still going to be some disrespect. So I'm I'm, I'm going to say like 14, 14 and a half maybe. Really? Yeah, I think oh, it's going I'm going high. way higher. Oh, you think so? Yeah. I think I'm it's gonna, possible. Have I think you seen Michigan's lines? Is, no, I haven't really looked yeah. at them. You want to hear? This is Michigan's lines this year. Michigan's been favored by 36, 38, and 41. Right. Well, <laughs> that's a lot. Now, Rutgers is better than any of those teams. Who have they but, East Carolina, UNLV. Uh, yeah. yeah I, I think 15 is probably pretty close. 14 and a half, 15. I'm going to say, yeah, this is one where, yeah, this is going to be interesting because I'm going to say, again, I do think it's going to have something to see what, mm -hmm. what happens to this game, though. If Michigan wins 28 to 12 or 28 to 13, mm -hmm. maybe you're right. Maybe it's more like in the teens. But if Michigan does go away and wins this game 35 6, 42 6, I'm going to say it's going to be in the 20s. Mm -hmm. Let's see what the lines have been the last couple of years. So last year, it was 26 at Rutgers. The year before okay. that, it was 20. But that was just before Michigan was a good team. That was still fourth game. They were still not the mm -hmm. team that everybody thought they were going to become. So I'm yeah. looking at more like the 26, to tell you the truth, because now it's in Michigan. Yeah, I'm going to... I'm going to say 20s, uh, early 20s. So, yeah, maybe I am undershooting. Yeah, that was a 3-0 Rutgers versus 3-0 Michigan two years ago. And you said it was 20. Now it's 20 and 20 and a half. Yeah, that's 
maybe it is a little low, but I, I feel like this, like like you said before, this is just a different Rutgers team, though. I yeah, like- I agree. Uh, as far as you know, I would consider taking it. That I would think that we'd cover it. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Well, you can't bet in Jersey, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there's other ways to bet when you're in Jersey. Maybe maybe I am undershooting it. Maybe maybe I'll I'll jump that a little bit. I might go up to like seventeen and a half. I still I still don't think it'll be twenties. Uh, I just I, I don't know. I could be I could be completely wrong. I'm just guessing here. I've I have no clue. I'm not a gambling expert by any means. If I was, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be here right now. <laughs> yeah, it looks like Tim O'Shick, whatever his name is. It starts with the Tim, his quarterback. Yeah. It just looks like he's got a Michigan looked like they just stripped him. But Jeez. it's a replay, so they might not they might call it back. But yeah, this guy is uh apparently the backup because the other guy must have started the game and see that's a good thing mm-hmm. for Rutgers. Because if this is the backup and the other guy started the game and they were going really well. And because and, obviously, if That's that other guy was uh, playing, he'd be. I mean, if the other guy was healthy, he'd be playing. Yeah, that, that is true. That makes sense. So, Bowling Green, you're talking about a MAC team, a, a, a mid middle of the pack at best MAC team, backup quarterback in Michigan. What do you think is going to happen? So, <laughs> yeah, Michigan just recovered the ball to 25. So, right yeah, now, that's... if Michigan scores another touchdown, that means that they'll have taken the game from 14 to 6 to 28 6 based on two turnovers inside the 30. Yeah. I don't know. And it's, McCarthy's it's one be... thing. No, well, there you go. Uh, we'll see what happens. It's uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Who knows? But, if uh, McCarthy keeps limping, maybe the line will be more like 17, 16. That's true. You never know. Let's hope next week, man. Like you said, uh, as long as we come on this, uh, come on the air and it's a competitive game and it's one of those, uh, oh, we, we, we almost had them again games, you know, we'll, we'll take it. We'll, we'll, won't be happy about it, but we'll mm-hmm. take it, but, uh, we'll see, you know, that's yeah. why they play the games and that's sports. And, uh, one of these weeks we're going to come on the air after the game when nobody's expecting us to win and we're going to, we're going to have one of those conversations. So, yeah, of course. And that's because, uh, Rutgers is like you said, this is a different team. They proved it the last two weeks when their backs were against the wall, the very next drive, they marched down the field and scored. We have not, we, we said it last week that we hadn't seen them do that in years. Now they just did it back to back weeks. So that's very impressive. And uh, maybe we got something here, and this is not going to be uh, the same three and O kind of team that we've seen in the last two years. And I don't think it will be. So, um, no. heck, we're talking bowls on the show. I can't believe we're already looking at the bowl schedule. Insane. So um, next week, um, I'll just tell everyone. I don't think I'm going to be around. I have my cousin decided to have a wedding, um, even though he knows like there's football. Involved. Okay. Oh, I have to go to his wedding next Saturday, unfortunately. So I, w- I won't be here for post game. But I- I'm assuming if you if you want, you could get Mike, or if Absolutely. you do it on your own, it's up to you. Whatever you want to do there. Yeah. Um, I- speaking of which, someone asked where Mike is. Mike's uh, on his way home from the game. Actually, still, I think he. Well, maybe not still, but should be home by now. But yes. uh, yeah, he's at the game today, so he uh, couldn't have joined us. Absolutely. Yes. Just let Mike know. Uh, have him uh, or give me his information, and I'll yeah, uh, get in touch gotcha. with him. And uh, yeah, as we'll long as he's available, out. then I'll absolutely uh, uh, 
see if he's available so we could do it together. Yeah, hopefully it. Uh, hopefully you guys are talking win. But, I um, hope so. You you might yeah. have to like uh, <laughs> step out somewhere if you're That's... if you're at some uh, post wedding. Oh, if I'm there. You don't you don't want to talk to me at a, after a wedding <laughs> at a post re- wedding reception. God forbid. Unlimited <laughs> drinks. Don't tell me twice. Yeah. Well. And then cap it off with a Rutgers win. Oh, I might be I might be really banged up. <laughs> Then we really, then we really want you on the air. Then, so uh, see, I'll be, I'll be screaming on here. I, I might be, I might be able to make it work if they win. If they win, I'll find. Oh, a way if they win and you don't call, I mean, well, if you don't, oh, yeah, I'll, in I'll call in. I'll do. Well, I'll you can't do something. call in, but you gotta, yeah, you gotta yeah, find uh, a link on that phone somewhere. So yeah, I'll, I'll figure it out if they yeah. win. If they win, because the chances of that happening are slim. So yeah. you might as well just say it. Yes, you'll do it if they win. Yeah, I mean, come I'll, on. I'll do it. If they win, I'll, I'll figure a way out. You'll figure I'll, it I'll, I'll find a way. You'll find I'll, a way. Even I'll, if it's just for five it. minutes, you, you, you'll that's, find a way. Because that's, that's probably perfect. the amount you know, it's probably the only amount of time you'll be able to give us. Yeah, true. Because we might have to also just like knock you off the air. If uh... that's fine, okay. <laughs> perfectly fine. <laughs> All right, Rich. So you guys are going to talk more about this game, of course, on the channel. A preview next yep. week's game. So uh, stay tuned for that later on this week on the Rutgers Football YouTube channel. And you could also uh, check out my channel, Prime Sports Network. Matter of fact, I even I haven't done this yet. Here, I'll throw in the, my uh, my ticker. I should have thrown that up there a little while ago. Anyway, my ticker yeah, cool. that says uh, Prime Sports Network YouTube channel. You can check that out. I might do a post game show tomorrow for the Jets. I did it last week at midnight. So Oof. that was both enjoyable and excruciatingly painful and i mean do, do you really want to do it after tomorrow's game too i i watched them destroy our team <laughs> i i i don't think there is i i i was actually shocked that that line went all the way up to 10 nine nine and a half i yeah. think that is a total lack of disrespect for their defense mm-hmm. so look if zach yeah. throws three interceptions uh yeah they're gonna lose by 20 25 but if it doesn't turn the ball over that's not gonna be a 10 point game True. So, yeah, I'm expecting a, a good football game. I'm not expecting Zach to be, you know, some superstar yet. I'm not even sure he's ever going to be, but that's uh, fair. You know, we'll give him a shot. So, yeah, I hope it's uh, it's worth doing. And if I do, it'll be whatever. I'll do a post game show tomorrow night. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then we all have our other shows all week long. So we do a college football handicapping show every Thursday. If you're into sports, if you're into college football wagering, I know, of course, Richie is. So is Mike. Uh, never. <laughs> and uh, we'll talk about the Michigan Rutgers game on that show, possibly. You know, okay, that'll you be go. something to talk about. Sure. And we'll see what the line is. So anyway, Rich, good uh, doing this with you again with 3-0, and which means that no matter what happens next week, we'll still be 3-0 and as a team. When they, uh, well, that's right. The next week is Wagner, right? Uh, yeah, Wagner. Um, so yeah, we'll yeah. figure something out. I'm sure we'll probably do the same thing, whatever. Yeah, if we do, if we do Wagner, which we might, it's <clears throat> it'll be a quick one. I can't imagine yeah. we're going to be on the air for no, an hour and a half talking about Wagner. Talking about, did you see that touchdown pass from a Johnny Shepard? And I was like, yeah, yeah, right, sure. yeah. I don't think so. Uh, so. but yeah, but we'll do one. All right, Rich, and thanks to everybody out there uh, for uh, being patient with us and also for uh, lighting up that chat board. Appreciate it. Thanks, Rich. Talk to you next – talk to you hopefully next week. Yeah, hopefully I'll be joining the show. Hopefully next week. Take care.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.